Welcome to Insider Marketing. I'm Mark Thomas, Head of Growth here at Powered by Search. And each week, we'll be breaking down a SaaS company's marketing, giving ideas about how we would improve the strategy to get more trials, demos, and revenue using demand gen, SEO, and paid media. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Insider Marketing, the show where we sit down with experts from Powered by Search and talk about how a SaaS marketing strategy could be better and get more leads and demos through demand gen, SEO, and PPC. And today I am joined by the one, the only, Dev Basu. Dev, how's it going? Uh, It's going great. It's uh, fun to be here. Yeah, well, it's fun to be back, right? Because you've just been off on a period of family leave. Yeah, I've been off on a, a whole month of fraternity leave, um, celebrating the birth of my first child. Our son's now over a month old and back to work. This is the second week back in. So if he's a bit sluggish, everyone, you're going to have to forgive him. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> sleep deprived. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do this on four or five hours worth of sleep and let's see what we get out of it. Amazing. All right. Well, today we're talking about cloud talk. And to give everyone a little bit of context here, I've prepared a segment. Before we dive into the episode today, I want to give you some context around cloud talk. Cloud talk is a cloud based call center software. They are founded in 2016 in New York. And like the majority of companies that we're going to talk about on Insider Marketing, we don't have conversion or revenue data. So we're going to make some inferences, some smart bets here. Well, I bet today is that they're doing around 15 or maybe $23 million ARR, somewhere in that ballpark, with a marketing team of 10, a sales team of about 15, and about 95 people overall, maybe a little more by this point. We're going to share some strategy ideas for demand gen, SEO, and PPC with Powered by Search founder, Dev Basu. Let's dive in. So that's a little bit of information about Cloud Talk, and we're going to go through now how we think they're doing in terms of their SaaS marketing, whether they could improve it, and what some opportunities there are for them. So, Dev, why don't you kick us off? What do you What do you see them? Well, I mean, they're certainly in the type of space that we really enjoy working in because it's competitive and it's sticky because the type of work that they do in cloud call center software. Is, uh, is something that's mission critical, right? If you have a team and you're contacting customers or you've got a sales team or an inbound customer support team, you need something like this. And they're going up against some heavyweights, uh, public companies like RingCentral or 8x8, and then a number of well-entrenched incumbents like a Dialpad or an AirCall or a TalkDesk, for example. So it's a mature category that they're operating in. And what I see about companies like this is that you know, they get to a level of feature parity where uh, they're kind of the same in terms of the use cases and the ability to do different things, um, the different jobs to be done within the actual platforms. So the way they actually end up differentiating is through their demand generation and marketing. So this is going to be an exciting one to dive into for sure, Mark. Nice. Well, do you think that they are currently well positioned? No, I think that like, you know, positioning is... To me, it's a function of two things. You need to have clarity in your positioning, but you also need to be compelling. And so where uh, I think CloudTalk is doing a great job, um, and I want to give kudos to the team over there that's working on this, is they have extremely clear positioning. It's clear what they do, who they do it for. And they're kind of, uh, if I were to think about our system of traffic lights where you know, you're either a green, an amber, or uh, a red, 
they're light green to you know dark green on you know who they serve and you know what they do, but what problems they solve isn't very clear. Um, and we'll we'll have a chance to discuss that as we go deeper into the site. And the second is it's not very compelling, and I think that's the the key thing in a competitive category where you know you have a number of well known brands that have been around. Ring Central and Eight by Eight have been around since the late. 80s and early 90s, as far as I know, both are public. And then there's a whole bunch of other competitors who've been around for a couple of years, like you know, longer than they have, um, as in Cloud Talk has been um, around. And so you really do need a compelling factor to be able to connect with your customer, and not just a customer, but each customer type. And we have you know these three avatars of the manager, the daily user, and sort of the economic buyer or the check signer. And that's something that isn't very clear on their entire website in terms of their positioning. And so, you know, dialing in those areas, uh, pun intended, is going to really help them improve. That's what you get with Dev Basu, knowledge and puns. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, well, like a lot of cloud dialing companies, Cloud Talk, you know, suffering from the same thing. So they are not clearly explaining who they're for on their homepage. Their homepage, by the way, other than this, there's a lot of good things about it, I think. I like how extensive and helpful the information is on that one page. That's something we don't often see out in the wild. But it's not really clear who they're talking to. Now, Like I assume that's partly because they could be for any size of business. That's a real challenge when you're talking about messaging in particular, because the needs of somebody in a business that has like, I don't know, like 250 phone agents versus one that has 10,000 are like, they're vastly different. How do you think about it, Dev? I think the main questions, we have a model for this where there are four questions that a, a buyer asks when they land on a website and they go through them in a very subliminal sort of process. And the questions are, why am I here? What am I looking at? How does it work? And what should I do next? And what I love about what they've got is, you know, these guys are, are mid-market and enterprise focused. And at least that's what I would take away from it by looking at, they've got a clever statement of, you will hear the cloud talk ringtone when calling. And there's a number of amazing companies like DeLonghi and DHL and Fujitsu and others that are on their site. And so they seem to be somewhat enterprise focused, but it's almost an implicit thing that you need to take away. And so if I'm not one of these companies, and I assume that as you go down into their um, sales qualified lead sort of sorting of leads, they probably have it done by the number of agents um, within one of these companies. And so it's not very clear. If I'm a small business, I'd probably not be going down the path of a demo. But what if I'm not quite at the size of a Mercedes-Benz, which is you know thousands of employees and call centers all around the world? And so it's not really clear. That upper, the mid-market is often the blurry part where you're big enough to not be a small business but not large enough to be a true enterprise with thousands of employees. But you could totally be a great annual contract value for a company like CloudTalk. Um, and it's not clear if they're for me, if I was one of those companies. So the why am I here when I've got 15 different tabs open, depending on the source that I came in and might be clear. But you know, what is this company and can they actually help me? Were they designed for me at my stage of growth is something that's not clear right now. And that's something that if you were to create a who it's for page, uh, which we have as part of our authority architecture, it's something that would actually allow a user to go, ah, they do serve folks like myself. And they do have case studies for companies my size with the stage of growth problems that I'm going through right now. 
And so chances are that they've got 2,500 call centers, uh, something they, they talk about in their customer stories on their homepage, there's going to be a swath. It's going to be a bell curve of small, you know, mid and large size businesses. But if you only showcase the large businesses on your homepage, it does tend to turn off uh, mid-market and small. Even though there's a psychological effect of they are working with these large businesses, they must be good, which is true. But it doesn't answer the question, is this for me? Yeah, whenever we're working with people on their positioning and messaging, I always recommend that they pick the market segment who they're most interested in acquiring and focus the landing pages on that. Because you can have other landing pages if you really want to capture demand or you want to grow it in the background while you really focus on driving growth in like, say, a high NPS group or a high product fit group or whatever it is. But if you can't focus on a single thing and you have to go for a one-size-fits-all approach, the second best option is to say, well, look, okay, our competitors do this, but we do this. So you differentiate based on your competitors versus on your market size. Now, that obviously has some benefits. It has some drawbacks as well. The benefits are the most important thing here because ultimately what that does is it allows you to stand out from your competitors in the marketplace, but it also would allow them to kind of become salty for the people who have that specific problem, right? Exactly. And I think if you go through, if you Google SaaS positioning canvas and find the framework that we use to be able to get to that sort of the golden nuggets, if you will, that separate the way that a, a SaaS company truly delivers a differentiated solution in their market, you're going to get down to something that's unique, basically, about that. I think in, in some ways, CloudTalk have, have tried that, especially in 2020. A lot of their messaging is really focused on we are effectively the platform for call centers that can help you go from an in-person call center to a remote call center. So a lot of their messaging was remote focused, probably not unlike a lot of workflow software in B2B specifically. But then the question would be, is that still just as relevant now as we're recording this into you know, Q4 of 2021? And so there's a timeliness factor to that type of messaging. But you know, going deeper into the key pain points that many of the industries that they serve um, have, I think it'd be good to say, okay, so you know they serve financial services and insurance is one of the things that you, if you look at their under their solutions tab. Well, what problems do financial services and insurance companies have with their existing call center solution that CloudTalk solves for differently, not just better, but differently? And it can't be a one size fits all type of uh, messaging to be able to actually get through and be compelling enough. And speaking of one size fits all, should we talk a little bit about competitor pages? So firstly, I just want to give some praise here to uh, CloudTalk because they created a, an extensive set of competitor pages. I think it's really important. It's such a big opportunity. And in fact, when you scroll down uh, on their homepage and, and there's a section looking for a new cloud phone system, there's two boxes. There's I'm just starting up and then there's I'm using another call center and I want to find a better solution. Then it gives you an option to kind of select the different alternatives. The cool thing that they've done here as well is that they've also linked directly to the most common switching uh Customers, so uh, they've said customers most commonly switch from Aircall, Ring Central, and Talkdesk, and then they've linked out directly to those. But Dev, how do you feel about their uh, alternatives pages? So what I love about what you just shared there is their thoughtfulness in the customer journey and how those pages get discovered through navigation. And you know, every time you click a button on a navigation, it's a 
it's almost like a sign of your intent as to what you want to do there. And so I love the way that they've segmented that. Now, if we will start looking at the other ways that they get traffic to these pages, they do a lot of paid media conquesting. So literally bidding on the term for Ring Central. And then they're sending that to a Ring Central alternative page um, that sits on their site right now. And I think they begin with a real, really compelling question, which is, is Ring Central worth the price? Which is definitely uncertainty and doubt inducing for a buyer considering Ring Central. And then they go into how come how they're a more affordable solution and why, you know, there's multiple reasons why they actually end up, you know, being more competitive. I think the way that they've done it is the traditional way of approaching uh, it's more of the old school way of approaching competitor comparison pages, which is using tables and then assuming that people will be reading those tables kind of bullet point by bullet point. And so as we start going through that, I think the, the things that they get right are they're using their customer marketing to be able to talk about their differentiation. So, for example, they've got a, a Captera screenshot where a customer is saying, we have tried several solutions, but CloudTalk was the only one that fulfills our requirements for a very affordable price. What we would do to make this, it's good, and to make it even better is to say, you can probably go look at G2 or Captera specifically for the words Ring Central on CloudTalk's profile, and you can find a couple of customers who've actually made that transition. So if it's a common journey or a path to go from Ring Central to CloudTalk, the conversion on this page would be even better if we can shine a light on the customers who've made that journey, who've taken that leap of faith, and being very happy with their decision, basically, as well. The entire positioning for the um, their comparison pages, at least on Ring Central, tends to really focus more on lower price. And perhaps that's a, a key motivating factor over here. But I think that there's also a total cost of ownership that goes beyond price in itself. And they do have some of that you know, further down the page. I just think the readability of it in the bullets of the way that they've laid out over here could use more of a narrative style and um, you know, really paying a nod to you know, who RingCentral is for and who CloudTalk is for and differentiating based off their stylistic preferences and their, you know, their preferences towards de-risking the, the total cost of ownership and things like that would actually make these competitor comparison pages uh, perform even better. Some things that they've done well, I think, is they've taken aspects from their features pages, for example, real-time customer experience tracking or uh, efficient call transferring, and they actually show you what the app looks like, which is a good way of being able to take somebody and future pace them into, should I start a free 14-day trial, what will my experience be like? So I'd say this is a, it's a mixed bag, and there's room for improvement in these comparison pages. Mark, what do you think? Yeah, uh, I definitely agree. In fact, I'm scrolling down the page and I'm not really able to work out where I am in the argument about Cloud Talk versus Ring Central. I think that's partly because, as you said, there's tables and that tables are fine for presenting information in some ways. But if you keep on scrolling, they actually start to kind of do the classic back and forth between more narrative style kind of bullet points over the kind of the, the very traditional, as we said, um, table layout. Now, what we've seen work is more like a blog post than a landing page might feel. So the reason that, that those work is because, A, it gives you more space to say, okay, well, what are the genuine differences and what are the reasons that somebody might specifically buy this product versus the competitor. 
it also forces you, because it's in the layout that it is, to be more concise about that, to not include every single thing, and also just to make an argument like you would in an essay or a, you know, a normal blog post. And I don't think they've done that here. I actually scroll through it and I'm thinking to myself, I don't know which part of the page I'm in, which bits are like generic, which bits are not generic. And I think that's a problem for them. I'd be surprised if this page was converting brilliantly. It, it also, by the way, doesn't rank very well currently. It's Ring Central Alternative is position 13 in the US at the moment. Less than 80 people a month are searching for that. 100 people are searching for alternative to Ring Central. That's 18. And then, like, another opportunity here for them while we're talking about competitor pages is they're also ranking place 19 for Aircall versus Ring Central. Now, a good opportunity here would be to also create a secondary page, which is Aircall versus Ring Central versus Cloud Talk, and basically piggyback off those guys. Because 30 people searching that a month, these things add up, and the number of people who you're going to get who are looking for Aircall versus Ring Central who've never heard about cloud talk that you might you might get 30 more people into your funnel at that point maybe they won't convert at least they're now aware of you and they're considering you amongst the competitors if you do a good job of the narrative that is i love that idea to do a three-way comparison page and to enter the conversation that's already going on in that buyer's mind the nice thing about a three-way over there is you're able to tap into a buyer who's even further down the funnel, essentially, or further down the process of deciding. The, the minute they, they start Googling you know, X versus Y type of terms in terms of competitor A, X versus competitor Y, now they're really sorting. They're not, they're, they've already made the decision to buy a call center, a virtual call center software or a platform like that. And now they're trying to decide between the two of them. And so you know, often um, SaaS companies just concede that to a Captera or to a G2 and their tables in a very algorithmic sort of way, when this narrative approach you're talking about could totally add up and, and compound you know, over time. Yeah, and while we're talking about that, um, the other opportunity to create similar but also important content is best ofs. Best call center phone system, they're ranking 24. There's 50 people a month searching for that. When you click on the link that they're ranking for, it's forward slash call center software. Now that's fine, but what do people who are searching for that want to see? They want to see a list of call center software compared. And again, this kind of narrative approach works well. Just because it's not on your blog, it doesn't mean it can't be narrative as a page. You can present that really nicely in that way. Should we talk a little bit about paid media? Yeah, well, yeah, let's do that. I mean, their paid media strategy, if I look at paid search specifically, it tends to gravitate around two things. Uh, one is you know competitor conquesting campaigns where they spend quite a bit of money around bidding on Ring Central 8x8. Freedom Voice and Air Call and so on. And they're bidding straight on to the competitor name first, not even a Ring Central versus or Ring Central alternatives. This is where there's more traffic essentially, because there's such a, a high amount of volume, of course, for people who just search Ring Central. In fact, 201,000 searches per month. You know, it's close to $17 in cost per click. But clearly they're they're continuing to bid on this term and drive it to that alternative page. The one thing that we would look at over here is conquesting can really work. And one of the proxies of when you have a, a page that performs well is you can drive down the cost of acquisition should you actually start ranking an organic search as well. So the double whammy would be 
you know, ranking in Google ads, for example, for Ring Central, but then also having a page that shows up for the consequent searches that end up happening. So somebody who's searching Ring Central obviously doesn't end up having a ton of explicit intent. They could be a customer looking for Ring Central login. They could be somebody who heard about the brand. They could potentially be looking for alternatives, but that's not a guarantee. And so as you really, the first acquisition should happen from Ring Central, but then there's a we use a process called the SaaS boomerang method, which is a remarketing process for being able to say, no matter where somebody comes in from, what are the, the sequence of messages that we might need to show them for them to essentially self-select as to whether they're willing to go further down and explore the platform in this case. You know, they do a bunch of conquesting type of bidding. Then there's the gener generic sort of you know prospecting type stuff, VoIP call, virtual phone number, speech to text is another thing that they look for as well that they bid on. And so I'd say that that's a that's their strategy over there. What I really want to comment on, on is the ad copy because their prospecting strategy is quite similar to um, their competitors. And that's very common for us to see on the target keywords that are being bid on. There's usually not a lot of differences over there because it's so easy to discover the overlaps of all the other competitors in the market that are also conquesting or rather bidding on the same keywords. The difference ends up happening in the actual ad copy itself. So uh, if you keep budget to the side for a second, given that a Ring Central would have a much larger budget for paid media than, than Cloud Talk might, we really like start getting into their ad copy. And so, for example, they lead with things like instantly get virtual phone number, start making phone calls a few minutes with local mobile and toll-free numbers, or they have another one which is top-rated call center software. Now, the thing about these ads is the litmus test that we would apply to it is could somebody else rip off that ad and instead of you know cloudtalk.io put in their domain and would it make any difference at all to the searcher other than of course where it shows up on the page and i think the answer to that question is it's not differentiated it doesn't stand out from an ad copy perspective it works but I think it works at a cost, and the cost over here is a higher cost of acquisition more than anything else. It kind of blends into everything else that's on the page. And so applying a playbook that you can, even though you have such a limited amount of space with Google Ads specifically, you still can get creative. You know, We have this nine-step approach where we apply pain points that a customer actually ends up having to get that ad to really stand out. You still bid on the same keywords at the end of the day, but the goal really is to get a, a standard deviation higher than the average in terms of the click-through rate, which then impacts quality score, which then impacts you know a lower click-through rate, so uh, rather a lower CPC. That's something that I, I want to just comment on, which is just they could be doing a level above. Their, their foundations are great in terms of their ad copy, but just going to the next level and actually adding in some triggers and pain points in here would make these ads pop more. Yeah. The other thing I would say about the ads, and this is more to do with the landing pages on the other side of the ad copy. So a lot of their top ads that they're clearly spending a lot more on are related to international dialing. So you mentioned that briefly. Now, when you actually click on the link, well, I didn't click on it. I just went straight through and viewed it from my search tools. Didn't cost these guys any money. The page that you're greeted with is pretty informational. So many of the keywords that they're bidding on are like, I want a phone number in a different country. They're very kind of like, let me do something right now. And yet what Cloud Talks serve them is a page called Country Coverage for Phone Numbers which just explains, it's a table again, of what you can get from 
cloud talk in every country. Now, what I would want to do if this was me and I was searching, I would want to go to that page and basically choose a number, be told how much it would cost, and then have a button to sign up. If you're going to spend money and you know a fair bit of money on ads like this, make the intent of the landing page meet the search that you're actually bidding on because otherwise you're pretty much wasting cash. And also when people bounce from your page anyway, as they will because they don't want to look at the table, that's going to increase your bidding and your budget because you know it's a poor landing page experience because it doesn't actually meet the search intent. I think that's a big opportunity as well. It is. And maybe let's talk about, you know, the hard way and the easy way of making that landing page uh, experience more congruent with the search intent. And so the hard way would obviously be, let's start coding up the ability for someone essentially to get to the last mile, almost like a shopping cart checkout. You know, let's pick a number in Belize or something like that, or, and then be able to type in a number, get a couple of toll-free numbers and get to the last step essentially before you buy it. That requires engineering effort for sure. And so, you know, I think Cloud Talk's got just under 100 people in the, in the business right now. I'm sure they're, they're all very busy and wearing many different hats. And so um, often when we speak to, you know, our B2B SaaS clients, an engineering project where there might be some front end development or time away from an engineer's time is often put on the back burner. And so an easy way of being able to get to exactly what you talked about, which is to take it from like a what we do to here's how you do it, might simply be to explain that Here's the all the countries you can buy phone numbers in, whether local, national, or toll-free. And the way you get it is by signing up in this form over here. Like they literally could take their, they have it in their footer, which is a start 14-day free trial. And they simply could say, you know, input the phone number that you want or the country that you want and, you know, sign up for a free trial. And then the other side the first thing that you'll be able to do is buy one of these phone numbers. And I imagine that there's probably a international phone numbers uh, or virtual phone numbers module um, within their app that they could hard link to. And so we're always thinking about ways of being able to take the products, truths, and surface and shine a light on it in marketing without you know, adding a ton of dependency in terms of, hey, we now need to develop more either content or interactive tooling basically on the website, which is going to be a great end state to get to, but the MVP could be a lot simpler. Yeah, that's right. All right, Dev, one minute. Let's do some quick fire ideas. What have you got? Like I was looking at, um, from an SEO standpoint, they actually do relatively well for their target keywords, but they have a bunch of, of opportunity, I think, that they could be tapping into. If you Google site colon cloudtalk.io, you get a general sense of what content pieces Google values because users value them. And their API docs actually sits in a subdomain. When you go to it, it doesn't actually link back to CloudTalk in itself. So in other words, developers can go check out that API. It gets heavily linked to, but that all that great link juice that sits on that subdomain doesn't link back to the main website or to a call to action to say, are you a developer who wants to test this for free? And we would call that a, a calibrated call to action. We're seeing a whole bunch of their display ads focusing on still the going remote theme. And I think this is moving towards at least what we see with a lot of our virtual event type SaaS companies that we work with. It's now no longer about remote, it's about hybrid. And so changing up their messaging to be, again, timely once again, as we're moving towards the pandemic ramping down would be a useful thing to see. 
And then um, on their blog, one of the things they saw over here was that it's a, they do focus a lot on top of funnel. What is a call center? What are call center duties? Those types of things. But I'm not going to focus on the content. I'm actually going to focus on the readability of the blog itself. And so it's just one big piece of text. And what we didn't see were any embedded call to actions, kind of a, an algorithmic way of internally linking to other related blog posts, which could improve their SEO. And then at the bottom, one of the things that they do is they just have a little blue link to try Cloud Talk for free, but it's entirely missable. And so to make it more unmissable, just like either you know draw a little box around it or make that a graphic, for example, or better, the way that we do it is just embed those call to actions while you're reading the text rather than putting it at the bottom, where people tend to have a little bit of, just like they have ad blindness, they end up having blindness to the copy itself going, this is part of the generic or the navigational elements of the site, so I'm not going to go click that. And that might be a way of being able to take the content that they already have and make it work even harder for them. All right. All right. Well, I just have one more. So this is it's a bit of a curveball. This industry feels like a big brand industry. You know, you're trying to stand out. A lot of people are offering, you know, as you said, there's feature parity. So one way to stand out here is to think about how you can play in spaces that no one else is for demand gen. So we, again, have had big success with doing podcasts. And I think that because of the kind of people who they have on their in their customer base, call centers, who deal with people every day, they must have a bunch of customers who have brilliant, interesting stories that may be hilarious, they might be emotionally challenging, but they're thoroughly relatable for other call staff, uh, call center staff. This could be IT people, could be account managers, could be whatever. They should think about capturing some of those stories and telling those in, a, in an easy, digestible way. That would be interesting to both other customers or other potential customers and the general public, potentially, even. I'm thinking about uh, Jack Rizida, who's the creator and host of Darknet Diaries. That guy tells stories about cybersecurity, and it's generally popular versus like industry popular as well. You wouldn't think cybersecurity could be that interesting, but he makes it really, really interesting. I think that's a cool opportunity. I love that idea, and especially for the folks on their marketing team who are thinking about you know, sinking their teeth into something new and something that might be exciting rather than um, continuing to kind of uh, scale up the stuff that's already working, that would totally be a differentiator for them. Yeah, for sure. Right, Dev, uh, we're out of time here, but looks like you might have one more thing to say. Anything you want to just add in? I know. I'm going to go grab a cup of coffee because you got the best of me after five hours of sleep. <laughs> all right all right well thanks for coming on we'll have you again soon awesome well that's it for today but friend it doesn't have to end here because if you want to do something about your SaaS marketing you should go to our website we have heaps of in-depth blog posts podcasts and other resources about how to grow your demos free trials and signups with demand gen seo or ppc now if you want us to help you with that you can book a SaaS scale session by clicking on the work with us button in the nav bar. Or you can follow me on Twitter at I am Mark Thomas, that's Mark with a C, or follow our founder Dev Basu, that's D-E-V-B-A-S-U. I'll see you next time for another episode of Insider Marketing.